How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Breakfast with the Boys, your weekly bite of college and professional sports. Uh, it's your host, David, with Alex, Stephen, and Drew. We Let's have, go! We, we, have a, mm-hmm. we have a lot to talk about today, including the NBA, MLB, and NFL. But first, uh, happy 25th birthday to Stephen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, we were we were so nice. We knew it was your birthday for like weeks, so we gave you a highlight specifically on your birthday. Uh, so if you want to you want to kick it off, you get like the first couple of minutes here of the podcast, all for you. Happy birthday! So first and foremost, these guys did not know it was my birthday, and I mentioned it literally minutes ago. Uh, second off, huge shout out to England. They won their first ever World Cup for cricket. They fucking created the sport, and they still didn't know. They still couldn't win one. Uh, but today, I want to highlight something that most people don't. In sports, we always highlight the negative of people uh, because that's clickbait. But today, we're going to talk about some positives, uh, particularly Mr. LeBron James, who I think is one of those transformational athletes that's beyond sports. So we're going to talk about what he did outside of sports. At least, I'm going to be talking about that. So first, the guy was raised by a 16-year-old mother. Um, he he's put in time with his mom who loves his mother but in 2004 when he got drafted he created the lebron james family foundation which builds playgrounds and economically for economically disadvantaged areas then he hosts an annual bike-a-thon from that bike-a-thon he's now gone on to creating schools so starting in 2021 james's foundation will sponsor 2,000 full scholarships to the university of akron for students who participate in James I Promise program. And pretty much what that program is, if you meet a certain amount of standards in education, attendance, and even more important, your community involvement, you can get a full ride to Akron. It's just amazing what this man's doing outside of sports. Um, he also has helped launch a new public school in Akron for students who are at risk in reading and need more investment before falling behind. It's just amazing to see that this guy is taking what he struggled with and putting back into it. I don't think we see athletes a lot like that do that nowadays. I think I agree with you 100%. I think it's really cool to see athletes do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I I think, you know, a lot of times we fault him for, uh, especially Alex and I will say this, we fault him for the decision and making it a public event, right? Well, let's remember, he, he raised over $3 million during that event, and he gave it mostly to the Boys and Girls Club. Um, it's It's cool to see... That yes, it was is something that we might be his worst thing that we like criticize him for is something that raised millions of dollars for kids that need help, and I just can't say that enough. Like the guy has moved teams, and you can hate on him for moving teams and not being loyal, but he's loyal to the people that matter, and that's the community of Akron. And I highly encourage all of you guys out there be involved in your community. Um, just also want to say other things that he's involved in. So he's, he also gives to After School All-Stars, which is working with him to create those scholarships. Another man that he works with is Muhammad Ali as a force for a change. And he... Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali was always about politics and being more than sports. And I think LeBron James is our generation's version of that. Maybe not as... We might not look at him as that, but I think in 20, 30 years, the, the next generation will look at LeBron James as someone who's making a public stance. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not going to talk about my political affiliation. But I will say, someone that's involved and is willing to stand up for their beliefs is important in today's age. Um, he also gives to Children's Defense Fund, which is, um, is pretty much fighting for child rights. The other company he gives a lot of money to is 
one exon, which their mission includes taking care of children by helping them with the five pillars, which I think we all got to focus on, which is hunger, health, education, water, and just being outside and playing. So we can't say enough about a man who you can say, you can say he's the goat, you can say he's not the goat, whatever you feel about that, that's, that's not the point of the story. We always talk about people's accolades within sports, but this man has given millions of millions of dollars for his belief and for what he believes in. So for me, I, I guess really what I'm trying to say is LeBron James is taking the cause that he struggled with when he was a child and he is now giving back into it. So I encourage everyone out there, you got to do the same thing. People like Tom Brady, people like Drew Brees, people like J.J. Watt, they give to what they struggled with when they were early on. And I I strongly urge everyone on this podcast, to who, whoever listens to take whatever they struggle with in life and then give back to that to that cause. Because we can all say, hey, this stuff's bad. You know, we, we all believe that sex trafficking is bad and this is bad and that is bad. But to me, if we just focus on what we struggled with, we can make a difference. And LeBron James is a classic, classic example of someone who struggled with early education, didn't have the funds to really go to a good school, and he was given an opportunity to be a basketball player and to make a difference. So for me, it's just a shining light in a, in a world of sports that's always talking about negatives, it's always talking about statistics, it's always talking about this guy versus this guy. Let's just remember that these, these players are humans and they give back to the community. And I, you can name the player, they're doing something beyond it. And I just want to highlight that today. And yeah, that's pretty much really what I wanted to talk awesome. about was LeBron James and his effort and shout out to his mom. He always gives shout out to his mother who she was 16 years old. I know we're, we're all in our 20s now, mid 20s. And to, to imagine having a child at that young and then raising him to have the right ideology, the right work ethic is hard. So I just encourage everyone out there that has a young child that's a single parent, keep pushing. You never know what can happen in this world. Yeah, and and I think um, we do we do have a little bit of time here, and I would love to get your guys' opinion because I know um, you know athletes lately. There's been a lot of that kind of push and pull where uh, it seems like athletes are starting to get more public about the things that they do and being engaged both like politically and in their community. And and I know there was like there was a lot of talk about Zion and is he ever really going to like fit in in that community in New Orleans if he doesn't um, you know buy into the community and all that. And then you have the pushback. From people that are like, no, athletes are just athletes. I just, I, w- I just want to turn on the TV, watch them play their games, and then I never want to hear from them again. But you're talking about people that have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and huge sway in social media and all this stuff. And I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are on some of this like player activism and, and player uh, engagement in their communities. And like, do you want to see more of that? Just where, where are you guys? Where I, are you guys I totally agree. Uh, uh, with you, Stephen, and I think it's great when, when you see somebody, whether they're an athlete or or someone who just has a lot of money, who's able to give back to the either their community or, you know, their state or their county, right? Whatever, whatever, however big their reach can be, somebody to give back to that. And it's great to see. And you know, I think, I think, you're right. We there is a lot of there's a very fine line between an athlete or or even an actor, actress, someone right who's always in a spotlight kind of, you know, where did their where did their beliefs start and stop and, and their 
their feelings on certain topics. And then on the other side of that line, you have, okay, you're an athlete. What, how far do you go before it jeopardizes that? Or how far do you go before you start losing fans or you start upsetting people or you start getting more fans, right? It, you know, ball goes both ways. But there's definitely a fine line there. And I think it sucks to say it like that. I mean, we all see that. It, we all know it happens. But I think it'd be great to have athletes, you know, give back to things that they're passionate about, like you said, Stephen, things that they care about, things that they struggled with, and be able to do it and play sports. I, I think that the, the athlete that comes to mind when we think about this, or at least in my mind, is Colin Kaepernick. Let's just mm-hmm. be real. Like, that's the, that's the guy who has... Lost it all. Lost it all for his own belief. Um, like, that's the line that you were just talking about, Drew, and he, in some people's minds, overstepped that line and I, I put air quotes up in there um, because, you know, some people truly believe that, like like David said, you, you want to tune in on Sundays. You want to see people, everybody mm-hmm. standing up for the, you know, national anthem, and you want to see them play football, knock each other's heads off, you know, give them each other concussions, and then you don't want to hear from them again. You don't want to hear about the concussions. You don't want to hear that they're injured. You don't want to hear what they believe in. There's those type of people, and then there's the other type that, you know, love, like Steven, who love to see athletes doing what they believe in no matter what that is and you know support and, and I definitely agree with that uh, you know um, I'm, I I agree with you 100% uh, why I think like that line is uh, you know when you stop playing football because of because of what you're trying to believe in and what you're trying to support or you stop well, it doesn't have to be football. Stop playing soccer. You stop acting. You stop going to work based on what you believe in, or you're not going to do it because it's not right, or you want to make a you know a difference or make a voice. Supposedly, he's not good enough. That's the well. He didn't I mean, stop because no, of that. I know. I, well, he he stopped playing because people didn't, didn't you know teams didn't want to hire him. They didn't want that. That doesn't have anything right? to do with, with the, playing they, playing football. He he caused a headache in locker rooms and on teams and bad PR. Exactly, but they would never say that publicly. That that's the reason well, why they're not, not giving they him a job. Can't, but yeah, but it's called collusion. And, and, and but but and that's, that's why he that's got why, a, why he got a big payment. He got a payment. And and I know a lot of people have a problem yeah, with the well. payment. I look, I don't want to get into the Colin Kaepernick thing. It's a thing that <laughs> yeah. not a lot of people it's a, it's agree a touchy about. Subject. It is, and we all four of us have our different opinions on it. Yep. But um, but that is exactly what we're talking about. And now, not so much on the negative scale, but the LeBron James side. Doing great things with his community, no matter how he plays ball, no matter when he plays ball or who he plays ball for, doing great things for whatever community he's in, for the stuff he believes in. And I think and, it's great. And for me, it, it's not about where you stand on these right. political issues or these issues Being that Colin Kaepernick. It, it's just about where America, we, we allow people to have their opinion mm-hmm. and we should allow them to. So it doesn't matter what my political affiliation is. I believe that every man and woman should have their own right to say what they want to say. And I don't think athletes do that enough. So we look at the biggest athletes in the sports. We look at the GOATs. Michael Jordan never talked about sports. Tiger Woods never talked about sports. Right now, the best people in their sports, Kepka never talks. Mike Trout never talks. Kawhi Leonard, we're talking about being one of the greatest. He's the best, maybe the best player in the world right now. Or even Kevin Durant. These guys don't talk about sports uh, beyond sports. And, and that's fair. I, I get it. They want to just do sports. I just think when you look at the grand context of things, we have put those athletes in a position to not talk about stuff because we don't like it as people. 
And I think that's unfair. And that's why I love people like Muhammad Ali, who I, I don't even have to agree with his points. Right. I don't have to agree with LeBron's points. I don't have to agree with Colin Kaepernick or uh, Megan Rapino or any of those guys or any of those people. But what I can do is appreciate their effort to try and change a community. And that's what we don't highlight enough in sports talks. Uh, the rest of the podcast you're going to hear is talking about sports and we're going to love it and you guys are going to enjoy it thoroughly. But that's my highlight. I want to make sure people know that like athletes are people and if we have a political view and we want to share it with people and we have a certain point of view in life, well, athletes do too and we should be respectful of what they believe in and we should support them. And so that's pretty much what I wanted to say is we always highlight the negative. I just wanted this podcast, this last this little 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever we talk, to just highlight the greatness of people outside of sports. Yeah, because again, I mean, like, athletes are spending, or the athletes are spending and helping other people to get millions of dollars every year for things that they believe in. And without those athletes doing those things, you wouldn't see those efforts. I mean, again, we talked about, like, J.J. Watt and what he did for, for what, Hurricane Harvey, and they, they raised millions of dollars for, for families there. Close and like, to what, 10 million, I believe. I think it was, was, it was yeah, more than that. It was more. But, but... And, and you look at, like, like what Drew Brees has done for, for New Orleans and just what some of those players have done. And, yeah, I think um, there, there are times that we, we definitely need to spend more time looking at those positive things that they're doing and not – um, necessarily about all the, the negative kind of clickbait stuff that we see um, all over the internet. So. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I love reading a story that, you know, I think we all click on that stuff because it's interesting to see the negatives of stuff. Uh, but I think a, we have to change as people to make the community understand we got to focus on the positive if we're going to change us as people in general. I, so that, I, that's, that's where I'm at with stuff. I want to see us as human beings just pop. Just showing, we want to highlight the people that's doing well. Because guess what? If we highlight those people, we're going to see more people wanting to be like them. Yep. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't highlight Tyree Kill for what he did or, or for Kareem Hunt for what he did. And I know those are touchy subjects. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But those are negative circumstances that have hurt both parties, mm-hmm. all parties that were included. And let's start talking about people that are really making a difference. So let's, let's start talking yeah. about that stuff. Awesome. Like, that's that's, that's actually, a great highlight. Too. Yeah. And, um, it's actually kind of a, a funny segue talking about people who are impacting, um, things. We're going to hop into our NBA East predictions here and, uh, talk about people impacting things. Kawhi Leonard left the East to go to the Clippers. He's now in the West. We talked about the West last week. Um, now talking about the East this week without Kawhi Leonard, there is not really that team that that's coming back that is kind of expected to win it all. Um, so what what we're gonna do is, is predict our our top eight, the teams that we think are gonna finish, what order they're gonna finish in the regular season uh, this coming year. So your top eight, uh, Alex, we'll just we'll keep it on track like we normally do. Uh, just go ahead, kick off your top eight. All right. So from one to eight, we're gonna finish with the number one seed being the Philadelphia 76ers. The number two seed being the Milwaukee Bucks, three, Boston Celtics, four, Indiana Pacers, five, Orlando Magic, six, Brooklyn Nets, seven, Atlanta Hawks, and eight, Miami Heat. All right. Steven, what similarities do we got? We got, I think our top four is almost the same, but just in different orders. I have the Bucks finishing first. I don't see a drop-off. I think Giannis is going to make a bigger step this year. Two, I got Philly. They're just right there. They're back to where they're at. The Pacers at number three. Watch out for them. Number four, I got the Celtics. I just think it's going to take a year with Kemba coming in there. I think they lost him. They lost Al Horford. They're going to take a little bit of time, but the four seed is great for them. Five, I got the Raptors. They're not going to fall out of the playoffs by just losing two players. I still think Kawhi only played 60 games. They're still going to be in there. 
Uh, six, I got the Nets with Kyrie. I think he'll lead them back into the playoffs. If D'Angelo can do it, Kyrie can do it better. Seven, I got the Heat with their newly acquired Jimmy Butler, and who knows, maybe CP3. And number eight, I got the Pistons with Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin and the boys. Nice. I like it. We're all almost the same in different orders. Uh, so I do have the Bucks at number one. Uh, I have the uh, Sixers at two. I have the Nets at three. I have the Celtics at four. The uh, Pacers at five. Heat at six. Uh, Pistons at seven. And who did I forget? Did I forget somebody on my list? <laughs> yeah. You, you uh, I mean, oh, Magic. Sorry. Then the Magic. The Pistons, you guys. You and Steven. What the hell? I got right, go Pistons ahead. at eight. David Fire. <laughs> I got them yeah. at eight. What, so, what uh, happened? So I not, have... not on my list. Okay, <laughs> hey, we'll talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about this. Um, Alex, so I, Alex came fired up, everybody, like, ready to go. I did. So I have, I have Boston at one. Um, I do agree that I, I think there will be some time for, for Kemba to get there, but I just have this feeling that they're going to come back next year with uh, something to prove, and uh, they got a good core there. Uh, like pretty much everybody else, I have Milwaukee at two. Um, I do think uh, Giannis is going to make that step, but I see them maybe not pushing as hard for, for 60 wins and, and running Giannis as hard as they did in the season. Three, I have Indiana. Four, I have Toronto. Um, five, Philadelphia. Six, Brooklyn. Seven, Detroit. And then Miami swooping in at number eight there. I mean, I don't. I, I, that's a good list, except for the fact that both you and Steven have Toronto on there and the fact that Steven and Drew have... What did I say? Uh, the Pistons. <laughs> the Pistons. You don't... The literal worst playoff team I've ever seen hit the playoffs in basketball. You go, You guys are going to put them back there because, ooh, they signed Derrick Rose? No, because the East sucks. Yeah, and, and they grabbed Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Snell. The majority of why I have... Snell? The majority of why I have who I have where they are is because the East is just doesn't have a whole lot okay. that's changed their going hear, on. Hear me out here. Hear me yeah. out here. Toronto is not going to make the playoffs this next year. They lost seventeen and five without Kawhi last year. They lost Kawhi without Kawhi. With I still have him making it. Seventeen and five. That's not the only person they lost. They lost Danny Green, one player who is also what a defensive all a defensive first team player. No, in his I, career, I get, I'm not saying they're going to be the three seed or the two seed. I'm saying they're going to be the five seed. And I have no four. And the five is pretty high because I have Orlando Magic being the five seed. And Orlando how? Magic played in the playoffs last year and beat the Toronto Raptors in two games. And Detroit yeah. made the playoffs last year and got better. And was the actually how did they get better? They signed Derrick Rose. And they still have Reggie Jackson. They still got Blake Griffin. They still got Andre Drummond. Blake Griffin's hurt always. Yeah. He got hurt at the end of last year. But I think they win enough. For, I'm not saying they're going to do anything into the in the playoffs. He's coming into hurt again. I'm saying they're going to make the Where's playoffs. Where's Atlanta on your list? They're my eighth seed is the Pistons. I'm not saying Atlanta's not, not getting in. Not getting Too young. What? Too young. They, had a, they have a full year now with Trey Young being that number one scorer. Yeah, and they just brought in... Like, a bunch of new pieces. A bunch of young pieces. Of course, but that can lead you to wins. How many times have we seen a young, super young team make the playoffs? Many. I'm just saying, I don't see it. Like, New Orleans, I know you guys had New Orleans making the playoffs. I did in the eighth seed. Not going to happen. And the West is different. Mine, mine and the West is stuck, and that's yeah. fine, but you also have Zion Williamson, who I think all four of us can agree might be the face of the NBA, some of us believe here in this room. At the current point in time. Yeah. My opinion on the Pistons is... The East is so bad 
that they're gonna make it in. I literally wish I would have wrote down the Pistons odds because every all of my odds on here are the, the biggest stretch is Atlanta at seven with yeah. two hundred to one odds. So you bet a dollar, you win two hundred dollars if they win hey, the dude, NBA championship. I'm gonna say it's Country House, okay? What were those odds, dude? <laughs> Dang, Country House you won called the first that. place race, dude. You called that. But like, okay, Philly being eight to one, eight to one odds. Uh, Milwaukee is actually the favorite to win the East at nine to two. Uh, the Boston Celtics at twenty five to one, the Pacers at forty to one, the Magic at a hundred to one, the Nets are actually at forty to one. So Drew's pick of them being a, what a three seed isn't so crazy. Uh, the Hawks are at two hundred to one, and the Heat are at fifty to one. But these are all odds. Are these odds? These are Vegas to odds. win to to win the East. So I am not saying anything about the Pistons winning. No, well I know I'm, I'm saying just, the Pistons are making the playoffs. What I'm throwing out there is the odds, and 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 what I'm saying is that the Pistons were literally the worst playoff team I've ever seen. I think they, the addition of Derrick Rose is not that great. I think Blake Griffin is another year older. I think Dr- Andre Drummond is another year in that system that he hates, and he hates being in Detroit, even though he just signed that fat contract because money, money money talks. And I just think that Detroit is. Not gonna make the playoffs. So, so they so they made the playoffs last year at they, the eight seed. I know, I know. So they but so they made the playoffs last year at the, and they added pieces they added, and they're gonna get worse. An old man who's thirty two years old. Don't get me wrong. I love Derrick Rose. I'm a Chicago guy, and Derrick Rose is a legend there. But Derrick Rose is not adding. Kemba Walker, Kyrie but Irving. But I'm, we're, no, we're not saying that. It's I'm not. not it's we're not, not even, saying he's going to win the. We're, I actually think they'll get swept in the first round. Yeah, but I'm saying what they is, did this year. Yeah, Blake Griffin is an All NBA player. Uh, one of the he made the All NBA last year, and he he garnished himself an All Star appearance as well. He's a forgotten commodity. He rounded out his game very well. Yes, you can say injuries, 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 injuries. But that's fine. And I get that. And I, it's not understandable. But I believe in the depth and the age of Detroit a little bit more than I believe in just the maturity of an Atlanta Hawks team. Now, you you say 2020-21, it's another story. <laughs> I, I, Atlanta's a four seed, in my opinion, in two years. But... Where's the where's the magic on your list? The magic ain't making the playoffs. What play the hell? I, I got magic at eight. What the hell? The magic That's, have no they, players. Nikola Vucevic, who you just talked about, garnered himself an All Star vote and garnered himself an All Star selection. <laughs> I yes. said All NBA so was the more important thing. So how, how, did Griffin, how did Orlando get better year, in the nah, offseason? They, they literally ran. They're running everything back. They're the only team in the East to run it all back. Exactly. So everybody else in the East added pieces, and the Magic were like, and hey, we're a seven seed, we'll just run it back. And they also beat the Toronto Raptors twice in their series, and they also are, were a young team, like Stephen was alluding to with the Hawks, that have now have another year of experience. You're a Bucks fan. You should be... You should be like the one that is on this Orlando Magic team because they have literally built essentially the Milwaukee Bucks Junior with uh, well, with Jonathan Isaac, just, with Aaron Gord, with Aaron. I Gord, think I take Aaron more offense to you putting them as a five seed. I take offense to you putting Who's them your as five? a five seed. My five seed is the Raptors, which is. Fucking ridiculous. Oh, what do you mean? Marcus Gasol, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Nick Van Powell, Fleet, Van Fleet, Serge Ibaka, Siakam. Are, 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 are we looking on the hieroglyphs on the wall? Is that because no, those, we're looking all those at guys NBA played. Championship all those team. guys played. Oh my they goodness. They just want a ring. Stop. They it's injuries. It's injuries. So, don't even go. Don't at me with the injuries. They beat every team in the East without the championship. They beat every team in the East. They won the East without any injuries. You are the one that was like, they won the 76 
76ers are one lucky Kawhi Leonard shot away from being And that's why I have the 76ers as my two seed. And I have them as my one seed. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying is the Raptors are one lucky Kawhi Leonard shot who is no longer in Toronto away from being out of the playoffs and being nothing. In the second round. In the second round. Literally. In the second round. And literally. Pushing seven games. Yep. Literally. I have them as a five seed. Are going to be knocked out of the playoffs. I don't have a four seed. I don't, have a, I don't have them as the two seed. I have, I have them as a five seed. I have 76ers, Bucks, Celtics, Pacers, literally the same top yeah, four oh, as you. I agree with and then I have four. the Magic, who made the playoffs and took the your five seed to two games with Kawhi Leonard. And I'm saying your five seed now has no Kawhi I think, Leonard, I think we, and they're going to be a no five seed. The, the problem is, is you're looking at these teams and what they did in the playoffs, and none of us are saying anything about the playoffs. We're talking about what these teams are going to do in the regular season. And you look at these Raptors last year without Kawhi Leonard went 17 and five. Even if you get a little worse, even if you get a little worse and you go, what, 10 and 10, maybe you're a playoff team in the East. If you go 41 and 41, you're a playoff team in the East. Next if you year. guys want to debate if Toronto's making the eight seed over the Pistons, we can debate that. But I'm just saying, neither these two te- these two teams that you guys have on there that are higher than an eight seed, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I just think I think you're thinking about what these teams can do in the playoffs and crunch time when all this Look stuff at, matters. And I what agree. We're talking about I agree. the regular season, and I'm talking about the regular season. Okay, and, and the regular season is a tough. Uh, so you're talking about the pieces Atlanta added, right? You're talking about Atlanta being a seven. I'm seed. also so to David's point. Yes, the East, all of the East added pieces. I'm talking New York added pieces, Brooklyn added pieces, everybody in the East added pieces. So yes, the East is going to be tougher to make the playoffs, but you're going to have to you're going to have to have People that have been there before or proven stars. And every single team on my list has proven stars. Trey Young damn well should have won, won Rookie of the Year last year over Luka Doncic. Yeah, debatably. Debatable, debatable. Debatably. Or have been there before, a.k.a. Orlando Magic. Atlanta has never been to the playoffs with Trey Young. They added two proven, rookies. Proven they added two rookies that have done nothing in the playoffs yet. And they haven't even played a regular season game yet. Correct. And Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. I don't see a whole lot of adding there that I think they'll have a great regular season. They'll win 35, 33 games. That'll be great for Which them. Which is an improvement from last It'll year. It'll be an improvement from last year. They're going to be a better team. But when it comes to young teams making the playoffs throughout an 82-game stretch, I'm going to take veterans over young players any day of the week. Sure. I literally just said the same thing. I said you need proven players or people who have been there. And so what the Pistons? What, what, what's wrong with the Pistons? They because they've they, been there and they have proven veterans. Yeah. What, what's what, so? What's the knock on the Pistons? The, the proof and the and the Pistons veterans are they will be injured. Derrick Rose will be injured. D, uh, Blake Griffin will be injured. Blake Griffin got traded halfway through the season, right? Like two years ago. Two years ago, but he has been. I, I don't. I think you're a hater on Blake Griffin. I'm a lot. not. I like Blake Griffin a lot. I like his game. If he's ever healthy, when I watch a Blake Griffin game where he is healthy, it's fun to watch. But halfway through that game, he fucking gets hurt with like a the wind blew on his fingernail and he. It, so Blake Griffin <laughs> played 75 of 82 games last year. So he was really injured last year. Yeah. Uh, literally got hurt Super right injured. at the right at the end of the year, leading into the Did playoffs. They make how many, playoff, how many playoff games did Blake Griffin play? But we're not, we're we're not, not talking about the playoffs. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're talking about the regular season. He played 75 games. Okay, then why the fuck did we put our eight, top eight teams? Because these top eight teams are the ones that make the fucking playoffs, you idiots. And they're yes. going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to do anything oh, in the playoffs. We're not talking about the playoffs, but these teams are going to make 
make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to lose the playoffs. What are we arguing about? So I think what you're looking at is you're looking at the teams in the East and saying if these teams, if all of these teams were in the playoffs. The team that is likely to come out of that those playoff matchups and win the East and go to the NBA championship is the no. 76ers. No. Yes. That, okay. Yes. I, but, yeah, sure. But Steven and I are saying, I'll take a Toronto team for 82 games over that Atlanta team for 82 games. And that's what we are debating. And that's why I'm saying that you guys are going to be wrong this season. I'm we're allowed to say out. that. I was like, we're we're going to find, find out. out. We're going to yeah. find out. And, <laughs> and you guys can't say, we're not talking about playoffs because these top eight fucking seeds are playoff teams. Yes. Well, we but get like, that. We're not talking about... We're like talking I said, if you guys wanted to debate if Toronto or Detroit are a fucking eight seed, we can do that. I what have, I'm telling you guys is that is, that's not going to happen. So, Neither of them are going to be an eight seed. Neither of them are going to make the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I know, but I think you're... Out of the 82 regular season games, they are not going to be good enough to be a top eight seed in the East, which means they are not making the playoffs. Okay, and Stephen and I firmly disagree based on the 82 games that we saw last year and the additions that were made on the offseason that teams that have been to the playoffs, have proven it, have done it, are going to continue to do that, and teams that haven't aren't quite there yet. Okay. Because yeah. I think Stephen and I have yeah. it because there's no right parity in the league and nothing ever changes and Everything all the changes. All the top eight seeds from last year are making the same nope. exact. Well, top these aren't the top seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's what you're you're saying. Everything from last year matters, and everything you know, nothing, nothing, nothing can change, and no, nobody oh. can get better, and no, no one I, can grow, I, I and no one can regress, and no one get no one no, injuries don't count. There's and no that. one's no one's still hurt right now. July what whatever sixteenth fourteenth fourteenth. Blake Griffin is literally still hurt. He's coming into the league still hurt this yeah. next season. And, and I think it's... For probably 20 games. Orlando and Atlanta are my 9 and 10 seed, to be fair. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be, like, the last place teams in the East. And Orlando's my 9 seed. And, and, and so I'm not saying Orlando's, like, a garbage team, but I just believe in Detroit, and I believe in Blake Griffin, and I believe in a little bit of... Derrick Rose had a great season coming back. And I get it. This is all just, like... Can they stay healthy? And that's your point right here is like your major point is, yeah, barring injury, sure they can make it, but you don't believe in that. And that, I get that. I get that. I really do. I just don't see Orlando with their pieces. They have no shooting. They just don't move the ball that well. No point guard down there still. Yes, they have Vucevic, who's an all-star. He's a great player. They're a good team. But in the East, I don't see them making it. And I still believe in Nick Nurse and his system and the way they move the ball without Kawhi, which I saw. And I love that. And I love Masai Jury. And I don't think he's done. He's an elite general manager. He's capable of changing this roster at any moment. And I really believe he will. They say we're not going to change Marcus. We're not going to trade Marcus or Fred VanVleet or Kyle Lowry or any of those guys yet. Um, I just believe if you keep that core together, they have made the playoffs many times together. Not together, but they've made the many made the playoffs outside of them being together they have the championship pedigree and the dna to be relevant yeah. without the claw and so what i'm saying yeah maybe the five seeds too high for you and i and it's respectable and maybe That's toronto fine. goes in and loses in the first round and of the playoffs. I'm, t- I'm saying they're gonna lose in the first yeah. round of the playoffs i don't think any of the bottom four teams are gonna give anything to the i i think that the east is four teams it's the bucks philadelphia the Pacers and the Celtics. I don't think we can disagree with that. I don't think any of the other four teams are going to move past those four teams. But what I'm saying is the Pistons are going to make the playoffs as a, the worst eighth seed once again. And that's my opinion. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 
I just want to finish on the only team is the Atlanta Hawks that I have in here that didn't make the playoffs last year. Yep. Which, so, wait, and, I do, and, and I, I do want to ask about that. And I, I guess Trey Young's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to average 25 points this game, this season. season. But do you believe and in... And 10 assists. Do you, that's fine. But do you, do you believe Kevin Hooter's going to take the next step? Do you believe John Collins, who can't play a lick of defense, but he can is going to take... 30 and 20. Maybe he can. We'll say. I don't think he's ever averaged. I don't think he's ever put up a thirty and twenty game in his life yet. Uh, maybe in high school. Maybe. Maybe. All I'm saying is, hey, put Atlanta's roster against Detroit's this year. Put Atlanta's roster against Toronto's this year, and I, I feel like Atlanta has the upper hand on both oh, those teams. Maybe in five years. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And <laughs> very very heated debate today. I think um, that's it's been it's awesome as we as we get into this we get comfortable and um, I mean these are super early predictions. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen with all of these rosters, uh, but we're going to hop in here. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some Avengers. Mm. So tune in. I like me some Avengers. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Boys. So we are about to do uh, kind of a fun little segment here. Uh, it's been, it has been done a couple times, but we wanted to do it too. We want to be part of the party. Uh, so we are doing MLB players as Avengers. And I know everybody did like a short list. I apparently got really bored earlier this week. And I recast every single... Avengers movie with MLB players. So, David, do you work or is it just yeah. kind of like... I have a 40-hour week uh, do- yeah, uh, job. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? My girlfriend's dad came into town this week and she's been wanting to spend some time with her dad and they went to the coast this weekend and I'm like... So David's like had yeah. nothing to do. So I'm like, I'm like what, do, what, do I, what do I do? Uh, Avengers. Avengers MLB baseball. Players. You sell so, some iron is what you do. Sorry. Yeah, I do some... Uh, sometimes okay, maybe I, I do that too. And, and yeah, slam some bangs or whatever yeah, Steven does. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you literally <laughs> twist the T's in my cast style. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll and go... don't worry, everyone. We all just did a little bit of yoga to calm down for our last session. <laughs> yeah. But we're still here. We're still here. Uh, just just to say we all love each other a lot. We do. Yeah, a lot. We, we love each like... other so much. That we hate each other. But the debate is hot. That's that's how brothers debate right now. So talking about players who love each other but hate each other, uh, Avengers. Um, So Alex... You know, because we love listening to you talk, so... Uh, <laughs> I mean, do okay. not like that. I'll, I'll just, him, I swear this. to God, if you get him blown up. How, how about this? I'll just throw out one, like, one of mine, and okay. then, yeah, yeah, we'll just yeah. go around. So, I have Alex Bregman from the Houston Astros being Tony Stark. Not necessarily Iron Man, right? but Tony See, Stark. See, I, dis- I made that distinction, too, but for a different player. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So, so Alex Bregman is Tony Stark because, I don't know if you guys watched the Home Run Derby... 
over the you know the last yeah. week, but yeah. he was in the home run derby. Yeah. He was also the smallest guy in the home run derby. So perseverance is something that is in his character. Uh, Tony Stark also persevered from the cave, you know, building random crap just to you know he's come up again. Man. Yeah, he's Iron Man. <laughs> but uh, uh, be your own person is is a huge thing for Bregman. Bregman believes that since MLB players don't wear helmets, uh, they're literally being watched for three and a half hours is how long a baseball game average. They think that they though they think that or he thinks that MLB players should be the most recognized people on the planet. Right. You know what I mean? So be your own person. And intelligence is greater than brute strength. Uh, he was the smallest guy in that home run derby. And uh, he also was... Wait, wait, are we drinking more podcast juice? Yes. I mean, if you need it. Oh, God. Oh, I squirted a little bit, sorry. And he also isn't the biggest guy. He isn't the biggest guy in the derby, but he also was in the derby. So it's like, you know... Intelligence is greater than brute strength. Yeah, he he made it there despite not being the biggest. So, so he's he's a little guy. I know you didn't put it on his list. So when he suits up, who does he become? When he when he goes from Tony Stark to Iron Man, who does he become? I guess it would have to be Iron Man because Iron Man's still very smart with his t- like his tactical attacks. Yeah. Uh, with War Machine, so he's, War Machine, back to back. Let's go! So, All the guys landing in the middle. <laughs> let's just take him out. So, just us so two. he just if, if he suits up, he could be Iron Man. Yeah. He just needs one of those crazy suits. Yeah. He needs to put on a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> get him, get him, out, get him in, between the, in between the lines. <laughs> Come on, Bregman. Steven, go ahead. Who you got? What's so, the number uh, uh, one pick? One pick. So I, I uh, one of my favorite characters and someone, he's evil. I'll say that right. Ooh, he's, he's evil. Leave, it to, not, leave like, it to you. Hey, you know what? He wanted to kill half the people of the world or the Ooh, universe because it was a good thing. Thanos. Yeah, we're going Thanos. And there's one guy. He snapped. Alex just snapped his fingers. I can't snap as well as Alex can. There it is. Uh, there's a guy in the MLB who kind of goes against the players. He says he's not even a player. So I'm, I'm kind of going against Whoa. the grain even more. His name is Rob Manford. Mm. And he is Thanos. And I, I stole this from Yahoo Sports, and uh, I, I'll give shout-out to Yahoo Sports. But the simple fact is the guy is against players being outspoken. He's against, like, he every, he wants everyone to be a part of that old-school mentality, and that is Thanos. Like, he's evil. He's against the, like, let's let's give it to the people. Let's let the people decide. And that's just what that's what all the Avengers believed in. We're like, we got to let the people of the, wor- the universe decide if we're going to die or live. And Thanos is like, no, I'm going to decide. And I'm an asshole and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I love him. He did. So Robert Manford, the, and for you guys who don't know who he is, he is the commissioner of the MLB. Um, <laughs> I might reference I that. Guess, I, I, I guess, honestly didn't know what his name was until about like maybe four hours ago. I think it's um, fair. But he, he is Thanos. Almost all the commissioners of sports could be a Thanos at some point in time. That's true. I will say a little bit of my nerd's going to break out here. Perfect. Uh, In the, and this is why I love being a nerd, but in the comic (laughs) books, Thanos only killed half of the population of the entire galaxy so that he could win the heart of Hela, the goddess of death. He wanted to show her that he could kill just as many people. In the movies, it's a little different. So and then so and so I love what you mentioned that because Robert Manford's all about making sure that the people that are paying them the big bucks, those corporate sponsors, are liking what he Boom, what there they it want. Is. So, so, so that's an yeah. old school fan. That's we an old school thing right there. That's right. right there. Look he's got a little that. bit of a nerd boner. Ooh. Oh my god. I'll do a separate one here. So my Captain America is Mike Trout. 
Yeah, me too. Really? What up? So, so I put down a few little things here really quick. <laughs> Wait, is your Captain America? It's not Mike Trout, oh. but my other one is Captain America. And I'll, I'll, go ahead. I put, uh, so really I'm just going based off of one, man of the people. Come on. I mean, he's yep. the poster child Literally. of baseball. And who's the number one Avenger that pops up? Yep. Captain America. Okay, Here's, here are my notes on yeah. Mike Trout being Captain America. Come on. He's just Captain America. Yeah, like, just Captain have America. You, come have on. you watched Mike Trout and yeah. like how he interacts with the crowd that's, before So that's games, my next one. How he does all of that, like always does Mike the Trout right, always Captain does America. the right thing, slash always looking out for other people, yeah. always looking out for the little guy. It's Mike Trout. Come America's on, America's ass. You know, Mike what? Trout. If you listen to this podcast, which you yeah. should, you should. Because if you aren't, you're wrong. You should. If you aren't, you you're aren't listening to this. You should, you should wear a Captain America shirt under your jersey. Oh my god! And, 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 and just like one break one out on a homer, dude. Like <laughs> specifically into the waterfall because I love you. And he's kind of quiet and uns- like he doesn't like so, put it up. Like go ahead. My Alex. yeah, I get, literally you nailed what I was about to say. My Captain America would have been Chris Sale. Yeah. Ooh, like it. And and it's because he protects his team. He yep. stands for something. He adapts to his strengths. He shuns the limelight. All of those things that Trout does, except for Trout is kind of the, the quintessential good guy of baseball. Yep. And, yes. and, and Sale is kind of yeah. more the, ooh, he's a dark hero. You so, know what I mean? really quick, I'm going to make a quick fly adjustment to yours. Could one say that uh, Sale's the um, Winter Soldier? No, I have a Winter Soldier. Oh, you have one. And his and, name. And, and, we're, and we're wrong. And we're, oh gosh. gosh. And his name. <laughs> I do Winter not soldier. <laughs> Alex might be the only one who understands where I'm going with this, but my Winter Soldier is Tommy LaStella. <laughs> because oh Winter Soldier is like the best friend to Captain America. He's the guy that like brings the guns around, does all that stuff. And if you've been watching and the Angels this year, work. Tommy LaStella is doing work Tommy next Stella to Captain America. Gets on base and Captain America's like, home run. That's yep. two runs for exactly. us, boys. Thank you. So yeah, <laughs> Would Tommy you go hand in hand with Mike, Mike Trout? Trout. Yeah. They're dude, on the, dude, thank they're, you. They're on the same yeah, team. Yeah, that's, that's, yes. They're all that's done. what I'm talking that's, about, man. That's, there, that's the partnership right there. So Tommy LaStella, also love you. Got you on my fantasy team. You've been killing it for me. So a little Winter Soldier love for Hopefully Tommy Hopefully you and Mike Trout are listening to the podcast. <laughs> Mike, Mike Trout, you're on Drew's fantasy team, and I love it. Uh, Steven, hit us with your second pick, my bro. Oh, okay, so uh, my second pick is going to be uh, so one of my favorite characters, and I know it's, it might Besides be Thanos. Dr- Drew's like... Spirit animal, I would say. Uh, it's Thor. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I choose this guy because he's brash, he's cocky, he likes to just fucking hit the ball out of the park. Man, it's, it's, it's Bryce Harper. And sometimes, like, Bryce Harper, just like Bryce Harper's had a down year, Thor gets fat. And he, like, kind of, like, he kind of has a down year. And you're just kind of like, is he going to do anything during this movie or is he just going to be a fat guy the whole time? And at the very end, you're like, Oh, and I just like I think Bryce Harper's gonna have a comeback the rest of the season. Watch out, babies. Yep. Um, just like Thor, he's like, I'm gonna make a big stand. I'm still the third best player in baseball, second best player in baseball, and that's just like Thor. You're still so, a top three Avenger. You're so on point with it, with like, with 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 like uh, the last Thor, Ragnarok, and everyone's so in love with him. I lost an eye. The dude like shoots lightning out of his arms and shit. <laughs> And everyone's like hyped on Bryce Harper the same way. And then, and then million. they get the big contract and whoa, all of a sudden, oh, let's slow down a second. We were a little too hyped on this guy really quick. So, and that's what Thor. that's the beginning of that's the beginning of fat. Whoa, 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 that dude's fat? What the hell? Yeah, so I did also pick Bryce Harper. But I picked him as Star-Lord because he's that guy who will sit there and say, I'm the third best player in the MLB. I'm a rock star. I'm awesome. I'm the leader of this group. 
and he has some highlight moments, and then you watch him play for a full season, and like Chris Pratt, who gets fat sometimes, oh my God. he's Bryce Harper is a little on the like, uh, am I good at baseball right now? Yeah. I don't know. Not only does my team suck right now, but I'm not very good either. So, so, so Bryce the, Harper is Star-Lord. The, you know, the goofy guy that everyone likes but no one depends on. Don't disrespect exactly. Andy like that, all right? <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of why like, I was debating putting Yasiel Puig as my Star-Lord because sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him because he's not contributing. Um, but I will say this much... Uh, I still think Bryce Harper as Thor makes too much sense. Look at those beards, I mean, it, 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 it is on point. It is on point. If he comes, physical back, fitness, if he comes back and, like, balls out the rest of the season, yeah. I'll believe the now, Thor. But uh, my, my second pick is actually uh, this one. God, I couldn't decide completely, but this is where <laughs> my... I have uh, Tony Stark slash Black Panther for... Uh, Francisco Lindor, strictly based off of the dude's got style. The dude oh, yeah. <laughs> some style, dude. I got Lindor as my Black Panther, the too. The dude's so. got style. And I went with Tony Stark on that one because Tony Stark has style, different than Iron Man, that's a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And then Black Panther because everything that dude wears is like kicking, dude. You got all that fucking vibranium just running your shit, dude. I mean, it's like... He doesn't have to wear a suit anymore. He wears a necklace and just thinks it's on, dude. I guarantee you, Francisco Lindor could wear a necklace and just think of like a million dollar suit and it just roll on instantly. It would look good. It would look fucking good. It would. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, those are my two picks. I like it. Alright, so I, I won't go through all of them, but I have a couple that I really liked here. So, um, as Spider-Man, as Spider-Man, I picked Mookie Betts. He's like the okay. small guy on the team. He just... Freaking runs around, does crazy, but like, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. But 1B to Spider Man would probably be uh, Lorenzo Kane from uh, Milwaukee this year. I don't know if you guys have been seeing his highlights from center field. He's on my my fancy. He's insane, dude. He can literally jump, and I'm pretty sure there's spider web that runs out and just (laughs) snags the ball from third base, like just out out of the middle of the air, just. Yep. And then, and then I want to finish out the Guardians of the Galaxy real quick because I thought this crew was pretty sweet. So Bryce Harper is Star-Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have Christian Yelich as Rocket. Uh, again, he's 195 pounds, brings the power. He's number one in home runs. And then I got Aaron Judge as Groot and uh, like Juan that. Carlos Stanton as Drax. Drax. Yeah. Yep. So and that's, he, and they could be vice versa. Yep. Either one. Yep. They're both like Aaron Judge is 6'7, 282 pounds. So not like baby Groot, like adult Groot. Right. But, like, teen, like, like adult Groot or teenager Groot? No, adult. Oh, adult dude, Groot. 6'7, 282. And, he's adult Groot. I, 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 I think I that's do, why. I'm going to be honest though. Maybe teenage Groot weighs that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse me. He is a He's a fucking tree. And that's why I think you could. Stanton, you could put as Hulk even too, mm-hmm. because he's calm demeanor, doesn't yeah. really get like anything underneath his nerves. Yeah. That's Bellinger. But Bellinger. But, but, but the thing Sanchez. is, the power, the power of Stanton, man. He's the strongest player in the yeah, MLB. Bellinger's leading the home, leading the yeah, home runs. in home runs. But I'm talking about just physical presence. I still think Stanton as Hulk makes. And this is based off of Yahoo Sports, guys. Shout out to Yahoo Sports. Belly, <laughs> Belly, Belly, you're the Hulk. We know. Quick, quick question: Did anybody do a Gamora for the no. Guardians of the Galaxy? Wow. No. All right. Well, we dropped the fucking ball there. <laughs> well, you I'm, didn't. Oh no, I did not do it. You're the super nerd here. Come on, man. Dude, yeah. So, but come on, dude. Like it's like come on, dude. I Seriously. have a Loki too. 
And so I put Yasiel oh, Puig as my yo Loki. Yes. Oh, come on. Lossi, yes. Yasiel, Yasiel Puig is Loki. It's such a bad rep. Yes. That guy, that guy is. So does yeah. so Loki. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, you true. know what I mean? He's one for the team. Yeah. 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 Right. Loki, Loki died, guys. Loki yeah. took oh. oh, spoiler. Spoiler. But, well, I mean, that movie came out like a long time ago. Yeah, that was the first event Infinity. Has anyone seen Spider Man in this group, by the way? I have. It was amazing. I just want to throw that out there real fast. Can we, like, did anyone think of it like a Mysterio? Like, no, I haven't. Are seen we it. gonna talk about it's it? Really That's why I didn't put any of those no. guys in my thing. Well, no. I think we should have put a Mysterio down. Someone who's okay. just, well, okay. someone who's just a right. jackass. So, so <laughs> someone right. who misuses his powers. Yeah, completely, people. and somehow sneaks by Nick Fury. Talk about people. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody? Did anybody have a Nick Fury? No. no. We're talking oh, about Avengers. Avengers. He is one of the Avengers, dude. He like created. Roger them. Goodell. Yes, long sport, buddy. Whoa! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take our next break. Hit us up. Let us know what you think about our Avengers. If we miss something, if you think there's a Mysterio in the MLB, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, when we is. tune back in, we're gonna be talking about uh, fantasy's top DBs, all corners and safeties, and the NFC. So tune in in a minute. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Boys. So we are going to talk about top fantasy DBs. For this coming season, cornerbacks and safeties. But before we hop into that, um, just want to give a little bit of feedback, a little bit of clarification. We we heard from some of our listeners last week about the whole inside linebacker, outside linebacker, edge rusher thing. Eric. And um, yeah, Eric. love you, Eric. Um, but uh, just what we wanted to mention is in in fantasy football, there's not an outside linebacker position. You have edge rushers and linebackers. So when we are talking about inside linebackers, we're talking about basically everybody who plays inside the defensive ends or inside the tackles. So it includes uh, 4-3 outside linebackers. It includes some 3-4 outside linebackers that play in a lot of sub packages, a lot of nickels. Those guys that you're going to put into your linebacker slot on your fantasy team, not the guys that you're going to put on your edge rusher who are defensive ends and outside linebackers. So just wanted to clarify that a little bit for anybody who is confused or um, about any of that. But we, thanks for the feedback. Um, we will be more clear when we do those linebacker rankings again. We're going to hop into DBs now, top 10 DBs, uh, and you know just to, to keep normal normal. Alex, who you got? All right, so 1 through 10, I'm going to run through. Number one, I have Derwin James finishing yes! in the number one position. Sorry. I have number two, Jamal Adams. The only reason why I put him at number two is because I had C.J. Mosley. We're about to have the same fucking list. Number three, though. No, this is where things change, I think. I think. I hope. Uh, number three, I have Justin Reed from the Houston Texans. Holy shit. Exactly, exactly. Number four, I have Landon Collins from the Washington Redskins. I've got John Johnson the third at number five. I've got Jordan Poyer from the Bills at number six. I've got Harrison Smith at number seven. I've got Keanu Neal from the Falcons at eight. I've got Tyrone Matthew from Kansas City at nine, and Earl Thomas at ten. So that's a great list. I like it. Really quick. You and I are almost similar on that one. Uh, but um, I I'll, I'll wait until you get to yours until we like yeah, you know, compare I, and contrast. I, I, I do like it. Uh, I do have Earl Thomas lower, but Stephen. The the whole, the only oh, reason I, I need to I need to justify Justin Reed being yeah. Please do, please do. Oh, so yeah, Justin Reed had twelve starts last year, and he only or he played in sixteen games, but only twelve of those games did he start. He had ninety two total tackles, three interceptions, and a touchdown. Uh, Literally everybody else on this list didn't score a defensive touchdown. The yeah. touchdown is defensive something. Defensive touchdowns are really touch, random. Yeah, they're they're really different. random, and it's hard to project that, but 
Justin Reed being the, the Houston Texans' number one safety in a division where I think that they're going to have to throw the ball or they're going to be getting thrown on a lot, I should yeah, say. I agree. Andrew Luck. It's, it's one of those things, too, with like the Texans' uh, defense. It's like the opposite of the Texans' offense sometimes. And, and it's uh, I think that gets played on a lot in that division especially. And so I think you're that, right. That tackle, he basically, if he had started 16 games, you'd expect him to get between yeah. 115 and 125 tackles, which is – which is pretty good. Which so, is very um, good. But yeah, and we can get um, into more of that debate here shortly. Steven, who you got in, in your top yeah, ten? Yeah, list them out. So I uh, don't mean to toot my own horn in our fantasy football league, but I do feel I might have the best secondary and have had the best secondary for the last couple seasons in our fantasy league. You're welcome I've for had, training you. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had Justin Reed. I actually traded him away, so when I hear about him being maybe the third on Alex's list, kind of gives me a little bit of heart palpitation there uh but my number one is uh, gonna be Landon Collins with the Washington Redskins I think their offense is garbage and I think he's gonna be playing a ton of close in the box playing number two I have Jamal Adams again I love his play and if I have CJ Mosley so high I do have Jamal Adams the same way that Alex does number three I have Derwin James uh, with the Chargers, I have number four, I have Keanu Neal. Number five, I have Jesse Bates. I think Cincinnati, again, just a bad defense, and that's kind of the way I look at safeties is who's playing more inside the box, who is going to be a tackling machine, and who has a bad def- or who has a bad offense that the defense is going to be playing a lot. Cincinnati's bad. Jesse Bates is going to be a top five, in my opinion. Number six, I have Buda Baker. Number seven, I have Tyrone Matthew. Number eight, I have Jordan Poyer. Number nine, I have a guy who finished outside the top 15, but I believe he'll be a top 10 guy in Malcolm Jenkins. And at number 10, I finish off my list with John Johnson III. I'd love him, especially with him being that kind of more of a tackler in that secondary versus the other safeties and the other corners. He had 119 tackles last year from uh, it, on the Rams, and they were loaded at defense. 119 mm-hmm. tackles and four interceptions. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with just them not being that amazing at that, that linebacker position where they have to bring John Johnson up, and they were, they were able to put their other safety back and allow their, their corners are shut down corners. So it allows them to just say, okay, you're gonna go make tackles. Yeah, make plays. Is go what make it is. plays. Like yeah. he's he was picking up, he was reading defenses and, or reading offenses and making plays last year. And I think that's uh, the one of the one of the reasons I have Malcolm Jenkins so high is because I believe just like the Rams are gonna score a lot, I believe the MVP in Carson Wentz this year is gonna score a lot. Little uh, shout out to Carson Wentz there. Let's go. Um, but when your offense is putting up so much points, you're gonna have to throw it a lot, <laughs> and Malcolm Jenkins is gonna be the beneficiary. That's why I have him in my top ten. But Drew, let me hear your top 10 that might be similar to my boy Alex's. I'm going to run through, similar to yours too, I'm going to run through my top 10 and then I'll hit my highlights really quick. Yep. Uh, I like that. One, uh, one Der- Derwin James, two Jamal Adams. It's more like 1A and 1B for me. I just love both their spots. Just give me a, that's, that's, a, a, that's a high five, high five over the mic, for yeah. those who couldn't hear. Uh, three, Landon Collins. Four, John Johnson. Five, Harrison Smith. Six, Buda Baker. Seven Jordan Poyer, eight Keanu Neal, nine Kevin Baird, and ten Tyron Matthew. So uh, I already went over one and two, one A and one B. Those two guys, uh, Derwin James, Jamal Adams. I just I don't know how you don't look at them and see one and two personally. Um, Do is the only person that's not or is is different on our list is. You had Kevin Byard and I have Earl Thomas. Yep, that's the only. That's di- the only difference. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. given like 
Some up different, yeah. different orders. Different but orders, different but literally one player. Different, yeah, literally just that, that is one player. insane. That um, is awesome. Drew, I was wondering if you could touch on Harrison Smith for me a little bit. If you I, got a little bit of piece of piece I, information on, I have him outside yeah. my top ten, so I just love yeah. to hear why you got him. Yeah, there. I have him in there for uh, for consistency. He, like, it's, I wouldn't say so much game to game consistency, especially we're talking right fantasy because um, I had him and he really pissed me off some weeks. <laughs> uh, but that that's just a powertrain of a defense. Uh, I mean, we, we can all we can all jump on that one, and and he has been such a key role uh, in almost every defensive play they do, barring injury. Barring injury he, is the one thing that that is his downside. He plays I think it so keeps hard. Him, keeps him a, keeps him at five. That and you know that that team being so stacked at defense, it it, it you know. Offense is trying to go somewhat of a different direction. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. But I really like Harrison Smith at five for me. Uh, he has been super consistent for the past handful of years um, as a top ten. So I have him at seven, and my insight would have been that he had 84 tackles last year, which is consistent with the yeah. tackles that he has had in previous year seasons. and year and year and year. And then he had three interceptions. Just about the the, the, the average, for almost him consistent. His, I yep. think I think three's his average. And he had four the two years. Prior. He also had three sacks last year, which yep. for a, for a safety position and to have three sacks. Yeah, is he doesn't good. have a lot of sacks. Derwin James had four sacks or maybe three. I think I forgot that one. I mean, but, still, but still, sacks were right at safety. But but he uh, Harrison Smith is the is the safety on that team. There is no other option there, and it's a it's a top playing defense, especially in that division. There's a lot of throwing going on in that division. Um, so let's see what was yeah, I doing on my key, on my sacks, on my three point five yeah Derwin okay so not four yeah. yeah right there um, so uh, my points one two oh uh, Keanu Neal so Keanu Neal I, I I really like him right obviously we all know about the injury week one yeah against the Eagles yep uh, and we all know what he can do it's just if he well, the only reason I have him at eight is That's is it. if is if he. Gets up there, I would not be surprised. If he's healthy, gets back to where he was at, I would not be surprised to see him at three. If he's not healthy, comes back differently, which we've seen before, wouldn't be surprised to see him at 14. As ACL, it's hard to tell. You know it is. Mean? It yeah. is completely. It's uh, different than a linebacker. Yep. That's not a hamstring injury. That's ACL. Uh, and then my last my last point I was going to talk about, Tyrion Matthew. Right, I know you have him there. I brought him into 10. I naturally was going to have him back at... at uh, I've got him at nine. You, you so have him at nine. I was gonna naturally have him back at, at fourteen or fifteen, it, because if you look at like the production he's had on on two different teams, he's now on the Chiefs. Let me just and hopefully with a with with a new with a new defense scheme coming in there. Right, we all know what the Chiefs defense did last year. He wasn't on it. Turn things around. We all know what he's done before. He's a great he's a great safety. I I am hopeful that things play correctly. To your point, he had 89 total tackles last year with two interceptions mm-hmm. being on that Houston mm-hmm. secondary. With with Justin Reed having 91 yep. or 92 tackles, three interceptions, and a touchdown. Yep. So th- those are... And he wasn't bad on Arizona, Arizona either. No, no. Don't I don't have wrong. the numbers in front of him. He wasn't bad on Arizona no. either. You just, right, you, you, look at, you look at his numbers and you say, okay, well, those are numbers between two different teams, now going to be three different teams. And that's a division, or a conference, rather, that yep. throws the ball a lot. you got Derek Carr, you got the, the Broncos who have and John Elway. And to your point, Stephen, like you said for, for some of your guys, this is a power, power offense. So, you know, debate, debatably we'll see the defense on the field a lot. Uh, you know, I know last year they, they had a great offense and a bad defense. If it does go great... You know, statistically, 
everyone would think, oh, we're not going to see him on the field that much because the offense will be good, the defense will be great. We won't have to see him. But I think uh, I think if he plays right, he could be great. I love that. And, and I think they're going to play him more like they like they played him in they, Arizona, yeah, yeah. where they played him more as a nickel yeah, guy, more yeah, than a tight yeah. end. That means he's going to be closer yeah. to the line. I would I love to see him. See, I would love to see him be uh, the new Eric Berry. Well, there's a reason why Marcus Peters was drafted by Can- who was who was drafted yeah. by Kansas City yeah. led the league in interceptions for his first two years. He had yeah. eight interceptions yeah. each season. Yeah. Is because they put him in the position to. Make a play. Yeah. That's literally all. And the benefit Andy there Reed, is all the benefit is Tyrion Matthews not a not a fucking penalty prone problem like Marcus Peters is. That's true. And Tyron Matthews been there, done that. He's, yes, he's been in the Pro Bowl for many consecutive yeah. consecutive years through different teams. I, I love that pick. Uh, David, Matthews. what do you got? I took up too much time. Fire! <laughs> oh, you're good, Drew. We <laughs> like hearing you. Oh, I know that. Um, so before we before mm-hmm. I hop into my list. I just want to remind everybody that we do this based off of our league, and it's we do like tackle heavy league, but we also give some pretty good points for uh, for sacks, for interceptions, touchdowns. defensive touchdowns on on yeah. de- if an individual defensive player gets a touchdown in our league, they get the six points. So those guys that can get you those those safeties that get pass deflections, tackles interceptions and sacks those are the guys that kill it mm-hmm. um, I mean you saw Landon Collins lead for a couple of years um, Jamal Adams was the one that led last year the other thing I want to mention just to give people some perspective of kind of what we are looking at so the number one safety for us last year scored 263.3 points in our fantasy league compare that with the number five guy who scored 226.8 and then the number 10 guy who scored 208.5. So if you can get yourself an elite guy, like, so last year it was Jamal Adams. The difference from him and the guys in second and third are basically 20 points, which over a you know 12-game season, like, can be a lot. Um, so getting yourself one of those top-tier guys can be super helpful. So uh, just to kind of catch people up to, to what we're talking about. I have Jamal Adams at number one, Derwin James at number two, Landon Collins at number three, John Johnson at number four, so my top four look pretty similar to everybody else's. Uh, I picked Sean Williams over Jesse Bates uh, as my Cincinnati corner or safety in the top five. Then Jordan Poyer at six, Kevin Byard at seven, Keanu Neal at eight, Buda Baker at nine, and then I squeaked Harrison Smith in there at ten. Um, and for anybody who, like Cincinnati's defense kind of gets pegged as like one of those defenses that's pretty crappy. Um, Sean Williams and Jesse Bates finished number two and number 14 in all DBs last year. So there's definitely room for both of them to eat. They've both proven that they can do it. Um, so that's, I just wanted to hit on both Stevens, um, having his guy up there and then, uh, me having Sean Williams, having either one or both of those guys finish in the top 10 would not be a surprise after what they did last year. Especially without linebacker Chrome core, even worse with, with, uh, with Montez going over to Oakland, yep. they're just even weaker. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I, I do want to, like, we think about those two guys, you think about Landon Collins <coughs> going into the next place. For people who are maybe just getting into um, IDP and you're looking at some of this stuff, you know, obviously if, if you have one spot, go and get yourself somebody like Jamal Adams, Derwin James, somebody like that. If you have multiple spots, what you're looking for in that number two, number three seed, or number two, number three spot on your roster are safeties that play for teams with garbage linebackers. That's exactly what Because if the linebackers aren't getting the tackles, those safeties are. Again, that's what made Landon Collins so good in fantasy for so long. That's part of why Jamal Adams did what he did last year. That's 
No Derwin disrespect, James. but part of Derwin James, they have good outside linebackers, yep. not good inside linebackers. Then you look at like Landon Collins going to uh, Washington, Washington the garbage linebackers. You look at a guy like John Johnson. No offense to the Rams, but their inside linebackers are probably the weakest spot on that line. Um, and they so just, they play to that. Yeah. Yep. And so when you look at those guys, if you're looking for players, look for those safeties that that get that get terrible linebacker play because those safeties are going to. Gobble up those taxes. A great, a great example in fantasy purposes is last year, which screwed me over horribly, was Keanu Neal and Deion Jones taking season-ending injuries, yep. and you have DeMonte KZ stepping up, and that dude feasted, yep. just feasted fantasy-wise, right? I mean, like, it didn't look good for Atlanta's defense because teams kept kept moving the ball and kept getting passes on him, but he had tackle after tackle after tackle after interception after interception. For fantasy purposes, it, I mean, it just worked out Super perfectly. helpful. And that's that's exactly why I put Earl Thomas in my top ten. Yep. And even if he's just at the tenth slot, I yep. put him in there because you saw what Eric Weddle was able to do last yep. year in that mm-hmm. slot. He's basically stepping right into that. And, and Earl Thomas played four games last year before he broke his leg, and he had 22 tackles and three picks. Like, mm-hmm. this, you know this guy's a like ball. he can hard. ball. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a baller. So uh, in Baltimore, with losing C.J. Mosley over to the Jets, Zadarius Smith. Uh, yeah, who else? Zadarius Smith is going to play outside linebacker. For yeah, them. so it's like so ooh. Earl Thomas is in a good spot. Yeah, yeah I like Earl Thomas there. He's in my list later on. Nice. So uh, Alex, you want to hop into your mid tier kind of flyer guy? All right. So my mid tier guy is actually going to be Haha Clinton Dix, nice. playing in Chicago this year. Yeah. Um, Adrian Amos left the Chicago Bears this year. Or this this yeah. off season, he played next to Eddie Jackson, who stayed. So it's going to be Eddie Jackson. And Haha Clinton Dix in the backfield or in, in playing safety for Chicago this year. Yep. And Amos had 73 tackles, nine pass breakups last year. Uh, Haha Clinton Dix had 93 tackles and three interceptions. Yeah, Clinton so Dix finished as the number 13 DB in our league last year. If you throw Clinton Dix into the Chicago Bears defense and scheme, I just really feel like he's going to be counted on yep. to make those those in those nine pass breakups that Amos had right. into more of a interception change possession yep. kind of defensive player. So I put okay. him as my sleeper. Sweet. Steven, who you got as your mid tier kind of flyer guy? So my guy is uh Justin Simmons from Denver. Yeah. Nice. I, I love him. He's he was uh he had ninety seven solo ta- or he had ninety seven total tackles last year. Three interceptions and four passes deflected. Um, I don't think that team is any better. In fact, with Joe Flacco there, I think that defense will be on the field quite <laughs> a bit. Time. And just and I don't like their linebacker linebacking crew a whole. I don't really like their linebacking crew a whole lot out there in Denver. So I see Justin Simmons just kind of playing more close to the line. I just think that's just, I think teams will get the lead on them a lot, and that's gonna people are gonna be running it. Simmons is gonna come up. He's great in coverage, but the big thing is when you have 97 total tackles, I think he has an opportunity to get close to 100, 115 in the right circumstances, and I think the right circumstances is now. So awesome. that's why I got my mid guy. Sweet. Who you got, Drew? I like it. I picked two because I couldn't decide, but my number one guy for mid-round was uh, Earl Thomas, like Alex said, for his top ten. Nice. Uh, just I, I, have the exact, I love him for the exact same reasons you do. I just think he's going to be avoided because of injury and new team, right? Everyone associates that Seattle defense with him. And just like they did Richard Sherman, everyone kind of like shied away from him. and He's old and sucks. But, but, uh, but Earl Thomas, if, if it's someone you can get in 
the in, outside of, of your top couple rounds, I think you got a steal right there. Yep. And, and I think it's an absolute steal because we've seen what he has done before. We know all know what he can do. You know, people say, oh, he got injured. He's on a new defense. Maybe I don't like him. Maybe I'll board him a little bit. If he rolls up in there, snatch him up, and you got a steal on that guy. Because, like, one of us has him in the top ten. Absolute steal. Uh, my second guy on that section, uh, I didn't have a lot on him, was Eddie Jackson. My only point on him is if he drops down three or four rounds, snatch him. That's all I can say is just snatch him. So the, 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 the counterpart to HaHa Clinton Dix. Yes, the counterpart to Hogsman and Dix. Because Eddie Jackson's been there, done that on that team. And he they, led the league. They love him. He led the league or yeah. led the team in interceptions last he, year? I don't sure think he led he, the league. I, I, you might be right. Look at uh, He had a lot of interceptions. Somebody has to look it up. I'm ill-prepared. I have alcohol in my hands. But <laughs> but Eddie Jackson, he just he had great opportunity. you know. And he's a, he's a good athlete, obviously, but just great opportunity on that team. I was, my main guy was Earl Thomas. So I wasn't trying to dig into Eddie Jackson yeah. too much. So, um, my, my mid-tier guy almost didn't put him on here um, because I think he's flying so under the radar and it blows my mind. Um, because you look at what Landon Collins did for the Giants for years and Jabril Peppers is stepping into that role. I love that. And I would not even be, I would not be surprised if a year from now we were talking about this and Jabril Peppers was a top five fantasy safety because that inside linebacker crew sucks. That offense sucks. He's going to be on the field all the time, and they are going to ask him to do everything. He's going to line up in the box. He's going to rush the passer. He's going to cover tight ends. He's going to cover slot guys. He's going to be on the field all the time. And again, I like he's a guy that's not even on radars. People don't even have him on their, on their list, like when I was doing research and stuff. Somehow he got traded from Cleveland to the Giants, and people forgot that Landon Collins, when he was healthy, was like a top five safety every single year. Can I just throw out there that I literally kept him? Yeah, in our keeper yeah. league. Yeah, you, yep. he kept, Alex kept him in our keeper league. Yeah, but I just, like yep. when I'm looking on on the internet, nobody is even looking at this guy. Blows and I mind. don't, yeah. I don't get it because he's athletic enough, and that opportunity in the Giants is like a breeding ground for fantasy defensive backs. Like, you look at some chumps that aren't even on NFL teams that sat in for Landon Collins or played alongside him for, like, a game and would put up world-beater points because, the, like, just the, the environment there in, in New York is bred for fantasy safeties, and he stepped in there. His, his main competition as the other safety is Antoine Bethay, and that dude has got to be, like, 50. He is, <laughs> he is like, 50, He's, yeah. he's 5,050, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very So, Jabril Peppers is my mid In terms of It does help, too. They, they yeah. just got rid of Eli Apple, too, yeah. the previous year to Saints. the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I, you're, you're 100% on point. Speaking of Saints, can mm-hmm. I just go ahead and dive mm-hmm. into my... Dive into your sleeper. My, my sleeper. So, my rookie, because yep. I already told you guys yep. how this goes... My rookie plays for the New Orleans Saints. It's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out of Florida. Love him. Uh, I don't know if you guys have looked at tape or watched this guy play. This kid is a freak. Last year he had four interceptions. Two of those interceptions went to the house. Um, In his total NCAA career, he had 161 tackles, 12 passes defended, and nine interceptions. This guy has played corner he's played that that he's kind of that jabril peppers in new york kind of role he's played corner he's played in the box he's played safety single high safety as well where he's the only one back there making plays 
Uh, he he has a he runs he runs a four four forty, and I realize that New Orleans already has Marcus Williams and Von Bell back there playing safety. Yep. But Von Bell didn't even get most of the starts last year. Yep. Uh, and they're just now trusting Von Bell to start. And and New Orleans is one of those teams that you see will play three safeties a lot depending on who they're playing. To. And and Chauncey Gardner Johnson has the perfect. Height, weight, speed kind of guy yeah, to, to, to be to like fit that fifth DB in yep. their nickel package. Exactly, he could play in as a corner, a safety, yeah. single, whatever you need him to do. So I, I really like him at that sleeper. Awesome, Steven, who you got? Uh, before I say my sleeper, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know who led the league in interceptions last year. So you guys were talking about Kazee or whatever, Kazee from Atlanta. Yeah. He led the league with Kylo Fuller and. Xavier Ford, uh, Howard out of Miami. So those guys all have seven. Eddie Jackson has six. He was right there. Yeah. Uh, my sleeper is Jonathan Abram from the Oakland Raiders. I'm taking a page out of Alex's book. I'm taking a rookie uh, or a rookie out of there. He left the state of. He's from Mississippi originally. He left the state to sign with Georgia. He started as a freshman. He started four of the ten games as a freshman. And that year, he had 25 tackles and one and a half for a loss. He then became, he transferred to a junior college, became the number one recruit as a junior college safety, and he ended up finishing his junior year with the Bulldogs with 71 tackles, five tackles for a loss, two sacks, and five pass breakups. This guy's got speed. He's got opportunity in Oakland's defense that I think will highlight him a lot because they just don't have a whole lot of weapons out there in their defense. Yes, they're young. But I, th- I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be making a lot of plays all over the place. So if you can get him as a sleeper, I think this guy, he's got talent. I mean, let's let's think about this. He started for Georgia yeah. for four out of ten games. Yep. Georgia is an elite program. Yes, this was back in 2015, so I'll give you that. They were still a Georgia, rising program. That was they were a rising competing. program. It was a very good program. So I think this guy's got a lot of talent, and we're just beginning to see his true potential. I think this guy... It's going to make a big difference. Yeah. All right, Drew, who you got as your sleeper? Uh, I went above and beyond with two of them, but I'm going to stick with <laughs> one of them this time again. I get really amped on this shit, you guys. Same. Uh, I'm going to stick with Nasir Adderley uh, with the Chargers. Uh, he's a rookie out of Delaware. I really like this guy a lot. He's a free safety, but the way he tackles, he looks like a strong safety. Uh, he... Uh, he's all around good at football. This, I mean, especially on a, on a team like the Chargers, I I think if you get him in your back half and you're in a dynasty, maybe not a keeper this year. He could be. I could be totally wrong. But especially if you can get him in a dynasty, keep him for the following year. I think that's a gold mine of a player right there for points. Uh, he's uh, his one downside is that he you know playing for Delaware, there wasn't a whole lot of competition going on, but. He's got the skills to be on the field. Uh, his traits, you know, uh, he plays all over the field, sideline, sideline, down the field, man coverage, zone. There's nothing this guy can't really do. And I really like him as far as the sleeper pick. Nice. So I actually, I picked two sleepers. I couldn't help myself. I, um, dude, I know. The, the first one, Alex, you're going to laugh I at me. I did too, because if you guys say right. who I'm going to, so yep. who is it? Just say yep. your first one, What's, not so your gonna, second one. I'm going to say my first one, but first... Alex will laugh at me because I used this guy in Madden this year, and he crushed it. He even played outside corner for me, linebacker. It's Ronnie Harrison, and he's stepping into the strong safety spot in Jacksonville. They're out a linebacker. Uh, He's a guy, I mean, yes, I, I loved him in Madden, but if you've watched him play, this dude balls. And there is nobody in the middle of that defense in Jacksonville outside of Miles Jack. 
um, who is going to eat up tackles. Again, I think Ronnie Harrison is a guy you could potentially pick up off of like waiver wires, and he might finish in the top 15 this season. Um, he's one of those guys, just again, in that kind of prime right position with a crap ton of opportunities. Like, it's insane. And then the other guy I have, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, but I know Alex knows this guy. Uh, he plays for Seattle, Amadi. Um, he is a rookie out of Ugo Oregon. Amadi. Yeah, so he's slotted. Seattle's been talking about him all offseason. He's going to be their number 5 DB. So he's going to play some safety. He's going to play nickel. He's going to do all of that stuff. If you are thinking about corner... Uh, if you're thinking about drafting a corner as your DB, pick a nickel because they get a lot of tackle guys. I see Amadi throwing down. Literally, my my second guy yeah. would have, and I'm surprised that none of you guys had him. It, it, I assumed that you guys would have had right. him, so I didn't pick him. Is Rocky Asin from the Indianapolis Colts? I really, I really like. I him. know I just, you do. And he's I, not. I, to me, he's, he's gonna, gonna get, he's gonna go right after the first couple guys. I think well, he's, 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 he's so good that he's gonna play on a one or a two. I mean, just the hype. My, just the hype. Personally. I mean, he's gonna get slotted in there right next to Malik Hooker at safety or at corner. Like, oh yeah, no, I think he's. I think he's absolutely he's great. He's just, is, I don't think he's, he's gonna finish in the top fifteen, and I think he's got so much name recognition that somebody's gonna pick yep. him early. Yeah, I see. That's I the thing. I think he only has the name recognition in our group. He mm-hmm. is getting no respect on the on the drafts. I mean, whoever's whoever's listening to us, we're we are super deep, you guys. Because I've been I've been testing the D on him for a while. I know there's any team start four DBs in yeah, their league like yeah. exactly. and we are yeah we are deep on yeah. that one. Exactly. All right, so that's I, that's our DBs. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. If you look at DBs, there's a lot of potential out there. A lot of youth. Um, youth. So that's that's our that's our top ten. Couple sleepers, couple mid tiers. Hit us up if you think we missed somebody or we had something really wrong. We want to close the segment with and here. Hit me up if you want to know my second guy. <laughs> is um, this is Alex's <laughs> division, and I will be surprised if. If there's another team, um, Alex is a big Eagles fan. We're talking the NFC East, um, and I'm curious where guys have their four teams. So um, we're just gonna. I'm, I want to. I'm gonna ask a question again because because I want to know. So I have as my bottom two the Giants as at four. four and twelve, and the Redskins at six and ten. Wow. Does everybody else have? The Giants and the Redskins in your bottom two. Literally the yep. same yep. record, yep. even on the point. Exact same. I time. have Giants four, Redskins three, but I have. I know, but we'll, and we'll we'll talk about the the top two. I just want to see if we were yep. all kind of on the same on the bottom. What is I'm your exactly record? I have, I have the Redskins being four and twelve, and the Giants being three and thirteen. Ouch! Wow! wow. You all can't right, lose the number one. No, I'm the exact same as you, dude. Okay. Exact same thing. Perfect. All right. Well, so that's that's pretty easy to pick. So okay. So we can say that though, yeah. but this division is, is always tough. tough. Every I'm, single so I, I have a question though about these ones. It's all so the stepchildren battling each do, other. That's what it is. Does is Eli Manning still the starting quarterback in yes. Yes. for the Giants? Which in week? week eight? Nope. Yep. Yes. Nope. Yep. Nope. So he this, starts the whole season. Nope. Okay. Nope. nope. When does Dwayne Haskins throw his first pass as a starter week for one. the Washington Redskins? Week, week one. Week three. Let me just start this out by yeah. saying that how I got to the conclusion is yeah. not that I'm in a huge Eagles fan. It but helps. you are a huge Eagles it, fan, it, but it helps. You're also fan. inside of a huge Eagles <laughs> fan. How I came yes. to this conclusion is the fact of the, of the schedule. 
and you're lucky I didn't hear that. Uh, the schedule I'll say it again if you want. He was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please say it again. One second, Alex. I will let you continue, but please go ahead, Drew. So Alex is inside of a okay, huge Eagles fan right. too. <laughs> inside of one? Yes. All right, let's keep going. Like knee deep. Your household is a is knee deep. All right, keep going. All right, so like train my cow for pregnancy. All right, Drew. Oh, okay, All right, so the <laughs> NFC East plays four games versus the NFC West this yeah. year and four games versus the AFC East this year. But then they also have one game versus the NFC North and one game versus the NFC South. Yeah. So for the Eagles, that just so happens to be uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so even if you split one of those, yeah. all right, because it's one's home and one is away, so yeah. let's say we get the home game versus the Eagles and we lose the away game versus the Falcons, that's one and one. Then you get... The three home games in your division, Dallas, New York, and Washington, yep. which I think Philly wins the three home games at least. Yeah, the three home games. Let's yeah. say that. Yeah. All right, and then there's no way that the Giants are beating Philly either game this year. Let's just be real. So that's five wins. If Carson Wentz is healthy. Uh, either way. Like, the Giants are <laughs> really know. bad. I mean, I mean. The Giants are really bad. Okay, so then the Lions, the Lions, the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, that's four more wins, yep. so that's nine wins. Yep. All right, so then let's say between the Packers, the Vikings, and the Patriots, we only win one of those games. Yep. That's still 11-5. and five. So you have the Eagles at 11-5. and five. Yes. Where do you have the Cowboys? At 10-6. and six. Okay, so what's funny is I have the Eagles at 11-5 yep. and, and the Cowboys at 10-6. and six. Boom. Drew, yeah. and then Steven. Go ahead. Oh, you have the same thing, Drew? I have yeah. the same, yeah, same thing. You have 11-5 so, and five too? And you have for, yeah. for the Eagles, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as... So I'm not as like confident on it, but I'll wait for Steven to go to, for me to talk about it. So I really am a big believer in this Eagles team. I really think they're going to be the number one seed in Damn. the NFC for that matter. And I have them at 13 and 3. You know the Saints I, I think, there, right? Yeah, okay. I know. I He's know. Making sure. I know, but this guy named Wentz, if he's healthy, is the MVP of the league. I think that's true. And, and, and David and I agree on this. Like, we've never doubted Carson Wentz's talent, we've always doubted his, his health. health. And when this guy's healthy, and I'm basing this completely off of like him staying healthy for a full season and their defense playing to the potential that I know they can play, this team is 13-3, and three, in my opinion. I think they win two of those. This, this team, can they'll lose three games, but I honestly believe they might lose, lose those three games in division. That's how good I think the Eagles are. Yeah. Now, my Cowboys, not my Cowboys. Say it again. You see what happens. I want to have that conversation. Yeah. What do the Cowboys have to do? I mean, first, are, do the Cowboys make uh, the playoffs? Do the Cowboys make the playoffs? As a wild card, they're nine and seven. I believe they'll make the. They'll so give make them the a nine playoffs. and seven. They'll, I have them at nine and seven, making the playoffs. But that division, they're gonna lose to the Eagles twice. They're gonna lose to the Redskins once, and I believe they'll lose to the Giants once because the Giants See? just have a little bit yeah, of that. That's true. The Giants that have a little that bit thing. of that thing where, like, we're in division. I gotta yeah, win. Like, I don't see them losing to the Eagles at home. The Giants. You could see. I don't see it. Not one bit. It's fair, but I I just think the the Eagles, they lose three games this year. Now, this is all barring no injury. Yep. To Carson Wentz. Uh, Just just to Carson Wentz. They can have injuries across the board. As long as Carson's healthy, I don't believe in 13. I'll give you $20 if Carson Wentz is healthy week 10. Yeah. Give me twenty dollars. No, not okay, you. You've disrespected wait, wait. the hell out so, of cost okay. in front of me. Wait, wait. So I want to have this. Conver- I want to have a Go conversation ahead, here, though, because so we obviously see this huge gap between the Eagles and the Cowboys. All right. The Cowboys' offensive line, top to bottom, is better. The Cowboys' running backs are better. The Cowboys' receiving core mm-hmm. is at least comparable, and the Eagles don't have Jalen Smith or 
uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. They don't have Randy Gregory. I'm just saying. I'm just, I hear you. I'm, saying, I, so no, I'm, I'm making I'm faces just, because I'm like so, Alex pissed again. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying. So what is the? Is Carson Wentz that big of a gap what for you, you guys? I'm. I'm not uh, arguing that he's not. I'm just curious how you see the Eagles being so good and the Cowboys kind of a tweener team. That's my question. Just let me. Just let me. Yeah. So you, the names that you, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, you know those. Okay. So we have Malcolm yeah, yeah. Jenkins. We have Fletcher Cox. We have Brandon Graham. We have uh, like guys that have been there before. Yeah. Derek the, Barnett. Derek Barnett is young enough. I was gonna say him, but he's still you guys both on the young and. Shit to prove still. Things. <laughs> Let's not I was going to proved in the Super Bowl. Let's Thank not you. That up again. Thank you. But the reason why they won that Super Bowl not only was because we had you know big dick Nick Foles, but is because that defense played yep. fantastic. And hey, you have to give that defense credit. You you think Dak you think Dak really likes going against Philly's defense? No, because Philly's defense gets after the quarterback. They make it hard for the quarterback to make plays. Barring Amari Cooper coming in and uh, not having worked with that offense the entire year and then playing the Eagles twice my, last season, my yeah. problem is like, that's, that's like that's like being like okay, so uh, uh, the Lakers uh, traded LeBron James to uh, Toronto and good luck. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so we've never seen how they play together, yeah. and all of a sudden it's LeBron James and he's really freaking good. So for me, I've always believed the NFL is a lot about coaching and. Pos- putting people in the position that they need to be put into. Doug I'm sorry, Jason, Jason Garrett's a garbage coach. Doug Peterson over Jason Garrett every, every day. day. Oh, and and day. Jim Schwartz is the guy yeah. that I'd like to yeah, highlight. I, like I believe that guy's a great defensive coordinator. And I think we're, we're, we forgot about a guy that they signed. Yes, he had an okay year with Jacksonville last year. 3.5 sacks, 12 quarterback hits. Um, and Malik Jackson. Jackson. I think when that defense is at their best is when they can create interior pressure of course, we know about Fletcher Cox. He's, he's really, 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 really good. But that interior line is going to be better. Their outside, their outside defensive ends are going to be coming in because it's going to be easier. Because both those guys are going to get double teamed, in my opinion. A lot of times, Malik yeah. Jackson and Fletcher yeah. Cox. And what that happens is you're going to have Brandon Graham on the outside getting a lot of sacks and Derek Barnett getting a lot of sacks. Yes, their secondary is garbage. Yes, their second, their their mid level, their linebackers are great. But I just believe in that that defense a little bit more than the Cowboys, who ranked, yes, 22nd in the league in offense last year. Yes, they added pieces. Yes, once Amari Cooper got there, they were ranked higher than that. I get all that. But my biggest question mark, and I'll ask both you two over there, Drew and and David, is do you really believe in Dak Prescott? Are we going to be paying Dak Prescott $30 million? Because that's what the Cowboys are about to do. Yes. And I cannot buy Dak Prescott. And I cannot buy. I can't buy that Zeke isn't going to be in trouble more. He's already been in trouble. He's going to keep being in deal, trouble. And deal, that's my biggest. The issue. deal with Dak is the same thing that we're doing within the NBA. There are more players receiving max money right now than deserve it. And if you have a quarterback in the NFL that helps you win at least eight games, he gets thirty million dollars a year. That's the way it is. If Blake Bortles gets paid, Dak Prescott is getting paid. If Ryan Tannehill gets paid. Dak Prescott's getting paid. Andy Dalton's getting paid. Dak, Dak Prescott's, Prescott's getting paid. The issue is in the NBA, you have a team of your your depth chart goes nine players. In the NFL, your depth chart goes forty players. I'm yeah, sorry when you when you devote thirty million dollars to a player, 
You have to believe he's the he's the okay. key to it. So, and that means they're going to highlight Dak more because you're going to pay him $30 million. Yep. And that's what they did with Russell Wilson with Seattle. Seattle's lucky that Russell Wilson is as good as he is yep. because they picked him over Marshawn Lynch. Yep. We all know that from the Super Bowl. Yep. And the thing is, I do not believe that they can repeat their offensive success with Amari Cooper. I don't believe in Amari Cooper's hands. I don't believe Amari Cooper's a top 10 receiver. And when you look outside that receiving court, who do you have? Yep, and and I will say, so whatever, however you feel about Dak, they finish 9-7-1 and one. next offseason. There is no way that they are touching a quarterback <laughs> anywhere in the caliber of Dak. There's not going to be one in free agency. You're not going to get one in the draft. Granted, they, they got Dak way late in the draft. Did but you? I'm saying, like, where you're at. So if I'm looking and I'm like, my options are pay Dak Prescott $30 million, or gamble with the number 18 pick that I maybe find another quarterback somewhere. Like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that because Dak wins me enough games well, to get in the playoffs. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that because literally earlier in the week, I believe it was like Thursday, they were talking about how Jerry Jones has been talking about throwing this season because they don't want to sign Dak just so that they have a chance to either get like Justin Fields or Justin Herbert. And the other thing is, and all of these I don't trust, Tua, I don't trust the staff to pick the right one. <laughs> they wanted, who's, that, who's that quarterback that went to Denver that they wanted over Dak? Dude, dude if, if they had Paxton Lynch, we're not having this conversation because guess what? They're getting the number one pick next year so they can pick whoever they want. Justin I Herbert. don't trust that staff to evaluate quarterbacks. And you can say whatever you want for Dak. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He is good enough with the talent around him to get you to the playoffs most years. And yeah, and he makes the playoffs. But it, so, as Alex knows, me and my I, – I believe there's five max guys in the NBA. Yeah, yeah I will go and sit. This is like paying Jimmy Butler – Forty million dollars a I'm year. I'm telling you. Why the hell would you pay Jimmy Butler forty oh, million? Because this is the way the <laughs> NFL is, <laughs> and the problem is you have thirty-two teams, and you no, don't I have thirty-two caliber quarterbacks. I get why you, you pay have him. to. I get why you pay him. But when you have one of the best quarterback classes coming out, you just say, so "I ain't gonna you, pay you." So if you have the eighteen, if you made the playoffs, if you made the playoffs, no, no, no. If you make the playoffs for another year, yeah. And you have the 18th pick yep. or the 22nd pick. You yep. don't sign Dak, nope. hoping that somewhere in that yep. you pick a you you think you're gonna pick a quarterback at 18 to 22 no, no, that's no. better for you. Than no, I say you, I say you, you you have to trade up. Don't get me wrong. You can't find him at 18. Okay, but you so, go trade up because you have to. Because so if you not, don't, because guess what? There's this guy named Carson Wentz in your division who is gonna torch that division for the next. Decade in but healthy. You don't, you course, don't have to win healthy. the division. You just have to get a wild card spot and you can do whatever you want. And, and they'll make the wild card, but you can't win playoff games with Dak Prescott. That's, you can win playoff games with Carson Wentz. Let's go. You can win playoff games with no one else in that division. You can win playoff games with Carson Wentz. I think you can't I think win we should, playoff I think games we should, with Dak. I think we should have this conversation in another one because maybe you can't. Maybe you can't win playoff games with Dak. There's all this talent, all this stuff. If I'm the Cowboys, Dak Prescott has proved to me that he can win enough games to get to the playoffs. And guess what? If Eli Manning can get fucking billions of dollars and over and over, you pay Dak. And no, two no, Super Bowls. But Eli Manning the the issue Super is... And two Super Bowls. And but two Super Bowls. The, the issue is... It wasn't, it wasn't really Eli. It was that defense. But, but, it, but, okay, well, okay, who got him there? The defense. The, the defense entire did. fucking year, you tell me the quarterback didn't do anything. 
Now, Eli had a great year. He had like 25 touchdowns. Yeah, really but, bad. But what other quarter? Why? Why didn't they put another quarterback in? And I know we're we're like well, they didn't because we keep game managed because they didn't pay Eli top dollar, and that's what I'm trying to get at. But yeah, but I can find a game manager in the first 18 picks in the draft. That's what they. That's can, what I'm they saying. They can surround him with like the Lavar Arringtons, the Antonio. It's hard Pierce's for me to believe death. that you can, but the NFL owners can't. Yeah. Well, I'm saying. I'm, saying, I'm saying I'd rather put my money into defense. I'd rather put my money into O line. I still put haven't my, given my pick yet. And I. I Wow. Yeah, you guys fucking jumped <laughs> on one. Went over here and like shut my mouth. Well, well get into it, Drew. Eagles. I think say the Eagles take the division. I we asked you that. No, and we we went one two three. Eagles take the division. Uh, I think I agree with Alex in the stance that, well, I agree with all of you, most of you, that I think the Eagles have the better team. Uh, oh, yeah. Health plays into it. I would, uh, I, something worries me about, like you said, Stephen, the back, the, the secondary of that defense. I don't know if they can adjust on the fly. I know the Cowboys can do a lot of adjustment. They shut Drew Brees down, shut him down. And I mean, I don't mean adjusting, adjustment from, you know, first down to third down. I mean adjustment from game to game. Uh, and and the Cowboys showed that they could do that. I know they had somewhat of a sketchy middle middle of the season, and then they roll in and and make Drew Brees look like a fucking first year quarterback. And I was hoping one of you guys I teed this up specifically so that Alex could talk about some of his favorite players that are now Eagles in Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Howard. So they are a good team. They're a top team, and they added weapons on offense. And I do think we should have the conversation about quarterbacks because I think you can argue that you don't pay. Um, whatever Dak Prescott thirty million. But if I'm looking at the quarterbacks, if he's a middle of the tier quarterback in the NFL, I'll pay him over gambling on a first round quarterback that bust seventy percent of the time. To me, this is a stupid conversation. Every team's gonna every team's gonna go for whatever gets them the the closest first Super Bowl they can get. So yeah, I, I mean, I think they should pay Dak Prescott. If you're going to pick between Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott, I think they should pick him. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they chose Ezekiel Elliott. That's I would not be surprised yeah. one fucking bit because that's, that's, the, that's the head of their offense. He's the point scorer, right? That's and that's fine. Idea. I'm not an NFL owner. People yeah. who get paid more than me make those decisions. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I'll but, pay my quarterback and draft running backs. Exactly. And, and how many of them come all the time? And, yeah, you get quarterbacks too, but look how many wash out. Exactly like you said. Yeah. Fucking Paxton Lynch. Where they wanted him and they got him snagged and now look where he's at. Dude, that, that, that whole scenario is literally like a person that like gets the ball passed to him in basketball and they just like throw the ball up in the air and start walking down the other <laughs> way to the court and they like the whole crowd goes crazy because he swishes it and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a really good three-point shooter, yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm actually good at drafting quarterbacks. We knew Dak was going to be really good. But, we didn't and have look, and the Cowboys, as much as they don't want to, you look at Philadelphia, as much as I don't like that fucking team, they, they stuck with their drafted quarterback. And look at them cycle through fucking running backs. It's like, it it's got matter. like fucking eight of them. Who fucking cares? Literally. They'll figure one out. They come every fucking year. Wait, wait, which team did you just say? Philly. The Eagles. Philly has like eight running backs. Yeah. So that's cool and dandy, but... Are Whoa, you really Andy. saying Wentz is on the same level as Dak? No. I think he's. I. Whoa. No. When he's well, if no. both are one hundred percent healthy. Yeah. So I'm no. trying. Wow. wow. You no, think absolutely Dak is not. On the same level no, as Wentz. No, no. Literally. I think Wentz is better. Oh. That's Wentz what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Wentz is. I'm sorry. All the heavy lifting for the Super Bowl. I think Wentz. If each one of them are one hundred percent healthy, Wentz is the better quarterback. So when and I, they stuck with him. So when I have to pay Byron Jones, Jalen Smith, and Leo Collins at the end of the season, which is coming up this end of the season, and then, oh, I have to also pay Dak, and I well, also have to pay But who Zach. fucked that up? Jerry. 
Yes. Well, that's, that's, hey, 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 hey. Just give me a second here. All right. Okay. Give me a second. Here. All right. My point is, I'm gonna pay my guys that can play defense, that can get me over the hump. I'm not paying a guy that's gonna manage my game. I am sorry. I'm not gonna pay a game manager thirty-five. Which is then you fine. better hope you find one. Which is fine. That's fine and dandy. But I'd rather put. I'd rather invest in my defense. I'd rather invest in my offense because guess what? That is what's gonna win me a championship. Yeah, but more. so here's the deal. If they look at Denver. Yep. Who invested in their defense and then they went for a fucking uh, round twenty quarterback and where the fuck have they been? If they, the man? If they don't, if they don't pay Dak, if they choose the other players, the Cowboys will not win a Super Bowl. The Cowboys will not be in a Super Bowl for the next decade. You think Dak can take him to a Super Bowl? No, I'm saying that Dak is better than any quarterback they will draft for the next ten. But years. if Dak can't get you to the Super Bowl, if you don't believe he's going to get you to the Super Bowl, why pay him? Because. All you have to do in the NFL is get to the playoffs. That's it. And but I'm that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm about here. I, if you guys want to win playoff games, if you want to get there, you want to be a Super Bowl caliber team. You cannot do that. I'm saying you all you gotta do is do you just have to get a ticket to the party to win it. That's it. And I, I think Dak gets me a ticket to the party every year for the next decade. And I don't think Dak can eat you over the hub. I I agree with you, Stephen, in the sense that you need a strong defense to stay in the playoffs. Uh, but I would. I would much rather pay Dak Prescott to game manage and throw the ball a handful of times and go for another running back. I'd pay or, him twenty or, million a year. I'll pay him twenty oh, million, yeah. but I will not pay him thirty million. No, and, and the numbers get stupid if we want to yeah. get into. Well, that's it, what man. I'm talking. Well, you're not. No, you're talking about the numbers get stupid. That's literally what I'm basing my whole argument on. Is yeah. I am not willing to invest maybe ninety million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. We're talking $90 million guaranteed right now, right? Yep. So I'm not willing to invest $90 million yep. guaranteed to a guy that I don't believe can take me over the hump. I can, I can believe in Jared Goff. I can believe in Carson Wentz. I can believe in a bunch of other young quarterbacks in the NFL to take me over the hump. But a guy that's a game manager, I'm not willing to invest and $90 million. If he's willing to take a pay cut and give me $20 mil, I'll sign him all day long. Yep. And well, I don't years, know about Jared Goff. Four years, $80 million. And I'm Jared just, Goff, until Sean McVay showed up, and Tom Brady was a scrub in Michigan till Bill Belichick. That's, that is that's life, NFL, baby. That's NFL, that is life. And Jason Garrett NFL. blows. And that was my original point that Jason Garrett over Doug Peterson. I agree. No way. And that was that was my way original argument. I agree. I agree with that. And I, I will say, as as we are in closing, I will sign it in blood. If they do not pay Dak, you will not see the Cowboys in a Super Bowl minimum for a decade Don't. because they cannot. They can't. Draft quarterbacks. They got lucky with it's like that. The and if, draft wide receivers. And if they pay Dak, I promise you, they will never be we in the playoffs. They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. Okay. They what they will not be a playoff team if they sign Dak and decide to let uh, go of their players that are need to get paid like Vanderesh and Jalen Smith. If they if no, if they decide to pay him no, and they, they don't they let those guys back, that's what's gonna happen. Why? Because he was the number one. Wait, Sorry, we're talking about season. we're talking about Patriots drafting receivers. Right. Yeah. I just said Nikhil Harry is going to be no, legit. No, but, but, but he's saying <laughs> Nikhil Harry. Okay, that's great. And he we said we haven't seen, seen anything. Okay, yet. okay, okay we're not yeah. talking about yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Whatever. But so, this, let's let's go past. This is tangent, dude. Okay, so so we we went a little long here talking about the NFC East and whether you pay starting quarterbacks in the NFL, which you do because that's the way the NFL is. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We got a little heated today, which is always a lot of fun. Tune in next week. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for next week. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, so catch us at breakfast with the boys. That's with a Z. Uh, until next week. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, email.